0: All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dojo Talks. We're talking the best books today. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. And we brought on Ben Johnson from the Perpetual Chess podcast. And uh, I'm going to tell a little bit why we brought him on. But if you haven't checked out that podcast, you should. Great. And what's going on with us at the dojo is we've been running this chess training program for almost a year now. And then on May 1st, we really want to Uh, reboot it and one of the ways in which we're going to reboot it is to really rethink the books that we have and we have books for every rating level and um, mostly it might it might not even change that much but I just want to make sure that we're being reflective on it and that we are dialing it in and so I thought it would be a good idea for us to rehash the best books of all time with Ben Johnson and Ben Johnson gets to talk to all kinds of authors and have their opinions on the best book. He's done a lot of podcasts about different books going deep dives into them. So I thought he would be an interesting guest for our topic today. Now, there has been some disagreement amongst the four of us. Like, what are you talking about, Jesse? What do you mean best? (laughs) And for sure, there's like you could say there's most instructive books. You could say there's books that have interesting stories, books uh, that are beautiful. And for me, Uh, One of the reasons I just want to say best books was there's a quality of a classic book which I think is not only instructive but speaks to a person's aesthetic sensibilities in the game, something beautiful that they're showing, and then also I'm going to risk be a little riskier, there's a, not even risky, but some people won't understand what I'm saying, is that I believe you can have a spiritual connection with a book where somebody is talking about chess and they're going into it in a level of depth where you feel your spiritual life around chess is expanding. And some people won't understand what I'm saying, but I do think that if you have been playing chess long enough, you have experienced that, even if you haven't named it for yourself. So for me, books, uh, you know, the, the best books have these components in them Though I totally understand if people want to just talk about it in terms of like the books that have helped them the most. Um, I feel like moments of instruction also have a level of depth often beyond them, which um, just turns you on to new ideas in the game. And that has this, I don't know, feels either beautiful or aesthetic. But we're going to talk about that a little bit as we go on. And the basic format is very simple. We're going to start at number 10 each of us to say a couple words about why they like the book. And then we're gonna go all the way up to one. At that point, each person will have a chance to uh, revise their opinion, right? And then we're gonna do a final top 10 where we're gonna give, you know, based on points, we're gonna give the official top 10. And again, this is, uh, in addition to being hopefully fun and interesting for other people, for us it's a chance to think about the books that we use in the training program and where they should be in those kinds of questions. I really want in the training program to not only have instructive books, but really turn people on to the classics as it were. Okay, so you guys ready? Yeah,
1: um, let's just quickly first, welcome Ben to our podcast, Dojo Talks.
2: Yeah. Um, Great to have you. Good to see you guys. I actually, I didn't know, I thought it was just like a Raekwon the Chef concert, and it turns out the whole Wu-Tang Clan is here. I'm excited. It's good to see you, Coach, uh, Coach Chad, David. And Thanks. you too, of course, Jesse, but I knew you were going to be here. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, great to see you as well. And um, also, we recently found out that you're working on a chess book yourself. So in addition to um, hosting the podcast and interviewing all these people um, that have uh, discuss their favorite books with you. You've also read a bunch of their books like in preparation and now you're writing a book. So yeah, I'm excited
2: excited. to, to contribute well, attempt to contribute to this vast legacy of, uh, just literature. It's daunting. And I reached a point where the only way I was actually going to write and publish this thing was to like sign a contract and announce it. So, but I, I have a lot written, let's be clear, but (laughs) but yeah, (laughs) a lot to do as well. (laughs) Good strategy. Good strategy.
1: So uh, I guess we'll get started. Um, I feel like Jesse should go first with his number number 10 pick.
3: Yeah, because as he tells us about the books, it may help the three of us to sort of figure out what books we're really supposed to be picking today (laughs) (laughs) and whether they truly are the best books or our personal favorites
0: or the most instructive. Yeah, let me just say for people out there, this group of clowns here has a hard time understanding what might be meant by best books. And I get it. I get it. There's like different categories of things you could apply to the books. Whereas my sense, maybe because I studied classics or something, I feel like classic means something or best means something. I Um, I will say that I will change my mind, especially for uh, numbers four through 10 on any given day. I will change my mind. One to three, I don't know if we'll ever shift. Maybe one to four won't, might never shift. But the the six, to t- it's hard, all right? So anyways, I'm going to write my little thing in here. And I'm going to pick for uh, number 10. I'm going to say Endgame Strategy by Sharoshevsky. So boom, there it is, number 10.
1: Cool. All right. Um, yeah, I was going to say, people can't even agree on like who the best player is of all time. I mean, you think it'd just be a matter of, Rating, just like simple oh, yeah. numbers, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not so easy. <laughs> and, um, okay, so Cheryshevsky, endgame strategy, classic. Who's next? Um, I think uh, David is kind of next on the, uh, I know you're a guest, Ben, but I didn't want to like put you on the spot with like, oh, you're number 10 yeah. right off the bat. So.
2: Also, are we doing like a snake draft, or is it going one, then the other, then the other? These are important questions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> snake draft. Uh, that's a good one. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We could just go one
2: after the other. All
3: right. I've got, um, it's more than one book, but I'm not going to uh, put it in more than once. So, we'll say one copy of My Great Predecessors can
2: come in here at number 10 down vote down vote (laughs) i know you just uh i know you just got to kick it with kasparov so my apologies but um (laughs) too too many engine lines yeah i despise that book
3: i I know you do jesse i know you do (laughs) um yeah i i I, on the other hand like this book um it is a book that started to straddle the line between pre-computer books and post-computer books um, I personally do like for books to have mistakes in them and to not be computer checked, but nowadays I think people generally probably expect you to computer check things and not have errors in the book. Um, but that's that's a whole other discussion. Anyway, I think um, I think Kasparov's a, a great writer and a great analyst. The book is pretty advanced, so it's one of the more advanced books among my top 10 Uh, and I've for the 10 best books of all time. There are some books that I, that basically are losing spots for being too advanced. Like if a book is only useful for players over 2,400, uh, it could be super, super good, but it's not going to be the best for very many people. So for me that like pushes it down in the rankings a little bit. So most of my books will be a little bit more accessible than this one. But this is a difficult, a somewhat difficult book.
1: Okay, so it sounds like for you, you're just like, if it's a series, you're just going to count it as one book?
3: Yeah, I mean, even if I was counting it as multiple books, it would be like 10, 11, 12, 13. So it wouldn't actually mess with us too much in this case.
1: All right, because that was that was gonna be one of my like critiques of this format is that like it's very hard to like rank uh, a series of books because yeah. it's like a bunch of books and it's not like just one book that someone can go out and uh, and
3: get. Right, um, like if you really like use of pubs. Series or something, you could just fill up your list, right? <laughs> and no one else would get in,
1: yeah. You just put, you know, you can put the whole series in, that's which fine. no, which a lot of people do. So, actually, yeah, I wasn't thinking we could just include a whole series as like one slot, but if right. we can do that, that's fine with me. I'm just I,
3: I, I, I can pick a specific one, no, 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 I, no, no
1: that's fine. That's fine. I, I kind of <laughs> like the series idea because then otherwise, a lot of good books kind of get excluded as being part of a great series, <laughs> it's like okay, so. Um, that's, that's cool with me.
0: Okay, Kosi, what do you got, buddy?
1: Um, yeah, well, that kind of, you know, that throws a wrench in, in my list. Um, okay. (laughs) Uh, all right, I'm going to have to think about it. I think I have an idea. All right, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Um, I might end up switching things around later, but, uh. But that's fine. Um, Okay, I'm going to go with, for number 10, um, with, yeah, uh, Pump Up Your Rating by Axel Smith. Um, Axel, actually, I feel like he's a a great author. He's written a number of good books, like uh, Woodpecker Method, and then he's written other ones as well. But Pump Up Your Rating is, like, all about chess improvement. And... Um, overall, like I approach this list of kind of being like the most instructive books, um, but also books that are very enjoyable to read. I definitely think this hits both categories. Um, for me, it was one of my favorite books that are like considered uh, like modern books, like recent books. It has a ton of um, great advice. It has ideas about how to study pretty much all phases of the game, like improving your tactics, your strategy, your openings, your like chess. Um, uh, psychology as well it has a section on like how to analyze your games which is extremely useful um so yeah overall just fantastic book uh, in my opinion
2: okay. I guess I'm up right yeah okay first of all I'm a big fan of that book too good choice Kostya and yeah Axel Smith I don't know if you guys saw on the like quality chess uh what's coming in 2023 teaser but it said he's doing like a woodpecker method for positional puzzles so yeah. that that should be interesting um from and uh piggybacking off of what Kostya said i also approached this as most instructive and off of what david said um not necessarily like this book helped me the most but what i consider to be sort of the most instructive for a broad audience and these are not necessarily like my three favorites because actually my number 10 I've downvoted it because it's not as instructive as some other books, but it is definitely in my top five for most favorite, which is uh, Seven Deadly Chessins by Jonathan Rousen. Um It's not for everyone. It's very philosophical um, and uh, sort of um, meandering, but there is useful chess advice in about like uh, different psychological pitfalls that players might encounter in their games. Players like me, for example, um, like Time Trouble and uh, Materialism, as he calls it. And it's a very well-framed book. Um, You know, as Jesse was alluding to earlier, like I read it at a particular time where it really resonated with me. There was not much else like it when it came out. Um, So, I mean, anyone who hasn't checked it out, you'll know quickly if you're going to like it or not. Um, But for me, it's, uh, it's number 10. You know what's
3: i want to make a comment here it's very interesting because um ben i like this book a lot as well actually and uh you said it might not be as instructive as some of the others but it's actually it's not on my list of 10 best books but it's on my list of 10 most instructive books so i actually think it's very instructive like i think if you had to pick one book that talks about sort of psychology and like mental approach and and stuff other than just, you know, this move, that move, this move, but something about why are you thinking about this move? How do you like think about yourself? Um, that's, that's my one pick for an entrant from that category. And that's on my list. Like I made a list of 10 books, which I think cover basically every topic in chess and would be super instructive. And I put that book into that list. So I think it's a great book that I would say universally useful.
2: Okay. Uh, yeah, I've recommended it like to students over the years and some of them have Mm -hmm. said, oh, this wasn't for me. So that sort of made me pitch it downward in terms of uh, how strongly I recommend it. The only other thing I would add in terms of revisiting it and I I did a podcast about it is it struck me when I reread it. It's obviously it's very geared towards tournament chess. And now, obviously, I know a lot of people are playing online. Um, I think some of the psychological struggles become more acute um, when when it's IRL, Um, Mm -hmm. but. But yeah, yeah, I've certainly found it instructive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that
0: book too. How about we do your, let's do your suggestion, Ben, and let's go snake draft. So you're up
2: again. Oh, wow, huge um, unexpected <laughs> twist. <laughs> you yeah. wait until the last second to <laughs> throw it at him. Sorry. It's okay, I'm ready. Um, You know, we gotta give a shout out to Irv Dog, Irving Chernev, the legend oh. himself. Um, uh-huh. Just incredibly informative. Uh, oozes enthusiasm for chess. I actually went for the most instructive chess games I've ever played. Mm. I like logical chess, move by move, as well. Um, but this instructive is the theme. I would say that one. Seven deadly chessins, by the way. I would say like you would gain the most from it if you're like 16, 1700. Chess.com slash USCF slash Fide on up. But uh, most instructive games, I would say, like starting around. Uh, one thousand eleven hundred. you can appreciate it so uh that's my number nine okay good yeah i like both those books
0: by the way i read uh seven deadly Chest since i don't know i was 2400 feet in. i thought it was great that was great um okay uh who's, who's i guess coast is up next um
1: okay well like i said i'm gonna be on autobi- a autobi- bullying um a lot <laughs> with this with this list. Uh, but I feel I feel pretty good about this choice. Um yeah for me this book is super instructive and uh like David I definitely try to take um books that are more accessible and put them higher on the list. Because I feel like, in general, the book that can help the most number of people, to me, is going to be better than a very advanced book that's also very good. So, um, yeah, for me, I think this is one of the um, best books that I've read in recent years for advanced players. Um, And... uh, yeah, I think I think it should go here so this is gonna be um Gelfin's positional decision making in mm-hmm. chess uh, which I really enjoyed when it came out um, there's actually a couple books in this series I could put the whole series but I in particular like this one so I'll just leave it as is um but yeah great book it, it would like it just had like a couple of chapters honestly it's like four or five chapters but every single topic was explained in like it's really deep sense and I don't know. I learned a lot from uh, from Gelfin's annotations. Of course, it was written um, along with uh, Jakob Agard. I think they, they worked on it pretty much just together. Um, and uh, yeah, very high level book, really like detailed annotations. But to me, the um, the wisdom in it and prose was, was really, really insightful.
0: Yeah. And uh, if you're I guess somewhere buried on our YouTube channel, we we have the videos from when me and Kose did that as our book club book. That was at the beginning of the chess dojo, so (laughs) it's somewhere.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, vintage somewhere in there. Fantastic book, I agree. By the way, but I would say over two thousand. It's Gelfand's no joke, obviously. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, for sure. But you know, you know, strong players like they need um, they need some some love as well. You know, when it comes to books, people are Maybe be a little elitist, you know, they're only going for the books that are like <laughs> the most, the most accessible to everyone. <laughs> it's, like, it's like reverse.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, it's true. I mean, being
3: a book for good players shouldn't like completely exclude yeah. the books, but in terms of like accessibility, I think, um, you know, as one of the things that we're liking or universality of the book, you know, like how many people would actually enjoy it. Um, there, there may be some books that would only be useful for lower-rated players, right? And just like a book that's only useful for higher rated players, those would also suffer a little bit, right? Like I, my list is populated with a lot of books that I think that a twelve hundred and a twenty-two hundred could be electrified by. I mean, you guys can, you know, people can judge if I if I did that correctly or not, but that's what I, but but that's what I think of of my books. My next one is going to get more hate from Jesse. I think in general <laughs> my list will just. Actually, my my existence will just get hate from Jesse. But uh number nine, modern ideas in chess by Richard Reddy.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> this is the one one of the ones we're gonna have to upvote or downvote in our yeah. in our new. In I our know this one's on the group. chopping block in our program. Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: Okay. Just like everything that I championed, like pretty much everything that I put into the uh program, at some point Jesse comes along, and he's like, Go to David. We got to talk about this one thing in the program that we should really axe or just or just uh, you know redo completely.
0: Uh, (laughs) Not entirely true, but this one. Okay. Uh, So I want to say one of the things about the last year that's been cool is, you know, we put a lot of books in the program, and I either read or reread some of these books, and it's a very enjoyable experience. And one of the reasons I wanted to kind of do the show again, just for my own benefit, is this good for me to think about and, and also then decide what I'm going to read next. Um, yeah. And I even read books that maybe like, say, pump up your rating that would normally not cross my mind, but I might I might read that book, you know, just to see what it's like, especially if we decide to put it in the program. So I'm going to go twice here. And I just want to say that we have modern ideas and chess is on our uh, in our book list. Positional decision making is also in book list. And... Definitely, I want to say for my, uh, if I have, we had honorable mentions, this most instructive games, I read that when I was a kid, maybe I was 1,500, it was great. Seven Deadly Chess Sins also, I read that thing. So in our training program, um, most instructive, or Seven Deadly Chess Sins is 1,900 to 2,000, that's FIDE, and then most instructive games we have at 1,100, 1,200. So, you know, those those are the kinds of decisions we could move those up or down for example. Okay, so I'm going to go twice here and a little bit controversial here. I'm going to put Perfect Your Chess mm-hmm. by uh, Grabinski and Volokitin. And I say controversial because when people think of best chess books, they generally aren't thinking about what's called problem books. But, what I really enjoyed about this book, and so many other people have kind of mirrored my own affection with this book in this way, is that it offers a series of positions that you could feel just over the course of time, this trainer Grabinsky, uh, with his many students in Ukraine, was going over and over, and these were the ones that were selected. This is pre-computer and we're selected for something beautiful or interesting is happening in each problem where I feel each problem like really expands your mind. Um, And I feel also it turned me on to how to read all these chess books that you really wanna try to see the, try to guess in your own head what was played before you see it on the board. Once you see it on the board, obviously it's gonna make some kind of sense to you, but if you struggle with it first and then see the answer uh, or what they think is the answer then um, it's a really beneficial so this one i think is interesting to me in that it's a set of let's call it middle game positions which are mind expanding and i guess you could say like that also is an example of it being in addition to instructive also aesthetic and in some way spiritual and then uh, number eight is going to be a similar thing which is this is the best move by Jan Hort. and uh, that's a great book too. And also pre-computer, and it's both those books very difficult. Uh, but you know, even if you I, and I don't think anyone gets them all the, all right. And one thing that's interesting about the best move is their best move isn't always the best move. <laughs> It's not always true, it's not always true. So there's a way in which, because I know that they're not always right in these very difficult positions, that I know it's a kind of fight or dialogue I can have with them uh, that turns it into this interesting competitive atmosphere. Um, And so even if I disagree with them, what's interesting is they felt, and they had checked it with a bunch of other GMs back in the day, they felt that they were right. So it's even a lot of these positions with the pre-computer age are so interesting to me because even if the computer says it's wrong, you can see it through the lens of how they're viewing the position. Instead of like, if it had been computer checked, then you would lose their perspective on the positions. Okay. So I think so, right, who's next? Who's next is uh, David. Yeah. Uh-huh wow okay cool um
3: all right my next book is a book that jesse loves oh but this time i'll get in trouble for not putting it higher <laughs> <laughs> can't get anything right um this book would be tal Badfinik, um the world championship match 1961 60, 60. 1960 classic um do i need to say anything good about it everybody likes it it's a good cool. book i love Mikhail tall
1: he's well, actually, very inspiring say, like you know we did do a, a preview you guys did you jesse and david did a best classic books of all time that people can definitely go check out if they want like you guys probably discussed this book quite a bit then um i was sick but i submitted my list to you guys uh and you yeah. um Roasted it endlessly uh, (laughs) while I wasn't there.
3: (laughs) Jesse Jesse kept the episode within a reasonable time. (laughs) All
1: good. Um, uh, But anyway, so, um, yeah, folks can definitely also check that out for more. um, Yeah. I'll just say
3: this. One other factor that's in my list of best uh, books that distinguishes them a little bit from most instructive is that these books are books that are really inspiring for me these are books and this echoes something that jesse said these are books that you know sort of touch my soul that just you know um every single one of them there's there's a personal touch it it just grabs me and inspires me now of course inspiration is useful in instruction right but there are some really good instructive books that don't grab your soul and make you want to reread them at three different times in your life um, and yet are very instructive. So, so my list here is going to be heavily, uh, inf- heavily, uh, colored by the books that are the most inspiring and Mikhail tall was an incredibly inspiring person. So there he is at
0: number eight.
1: Well, cool. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah,
0: we'll talk more about this book. I'm sure as the list progress progresses
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah let me say perfect your chess I feel like for me that's um, that's my honorable mention probably because I think that's yeah easily one of the best uh, exercise books ever and in particular the annotations on that one are definitely really really instructive um, but yeah for me just like barely barely missed my list um, but uh, yeah my n- number eight book is a num- n- n- another um, modern book actually um, that I really enjoyed in the last couple of years, um, Under the Surface by uh, Jan Marcos. Um, I thought it was um, really interesting. Uh, I appreciated you know, a ton of like modern examples um, in the book. And in general, I don't know, I would say it's more about kind of like deeper chess strategy. Um, and yeah, I just found the book very, very enjoyable to read. Um, as David mentioned in terms of like readability, um, for sure, this is a book like I want to read multiple times and, um, yeah, I just found it extremely, um, extremely interesting. Um, and yeah, maybe a little bit on the more advanced, um, side, but it contains a lot of like prose and words. So I feel like it is more accessible than, uh, Let's say compared to the Gelfand book, which is probably more heavier on the on the variations, but yeah, super enjoyable either way.
0: Yeah, and like positional decision making in in chess, me and Kosti did a book club ages ago on this book, and I wasn't nearly as hot as Kosti on that book. Well, not not terrible. (laughs) I wasn't as near. Costia was pumped on that book. (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't as pumped. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Ben, what do you got?
2: All right. Well, first of all, I'm with Coaster on Under the Surface. It's a fantastic book. And uh, I also did a pod about that one with Gopal Manon. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a it's it's another one that it's a, yeah, I think it's quality chess. I think you can get a free sample on their web page and you can you can check out the sample and you'll know if you'll like it or not because it's pretty philosophical. But uh, I loved it. All right. Um, So my next choice is kind of the opposite of what David was saying. I, you know, I certainly have my share of books that were inspiring over the years, but I went heavier on the instructive side and I saw on your guys outline, you're looking for a game collection for under 1000. So I'm going with first book of Morphe here. Um, Another one I did a pod on and I I have to say, I do have some quibbles with this book. Um, I don't love the guy's writing style, um, but and there's a few little notation quirks. But the fact that it's a compilation of Morphy's games and he explains nearly every move. I mean, it's hard to screw that up. You know, uh, at the time that Morphy played, he was just so far ahead of his peers. um, And the way that he thrashes people is just like super instructive. And obviously the games are fun because of the openings that were dominant at the time. So that's my uh, number eight choice. Number seven. I'm sure you guys are well familiar with mastering chess strategy. Uh, Johan Helsten, one of the best trainers in the world. Obviously, uh, huge, I mean, huge bang for your buck in terms of what you get, um, in terms of the number of puzzles available on Chessable. You can get it in a chess-based file. Um, and, you know, prophylaxis, exchanging pieces, it's just a great way to sort of uh, open your eyes to intermediate, uh, to advanced-level positional chess. I would say that one um, is probably... Uh, ideally suited for people, say, 1700-ish on up, maybe slightly lower. Um, I'm sure you guys have some familiarity as, and could speak about it as well.
1: Yeah, great book. Um, I'd say 16, 17, 1800, kind of, that's a good good level for, for that book to start out. But even higher, I think, is very useful. Um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Fantastic! All all of his books are are great, actually. Um, from from Helstein, I really like them. Um, oh, I think I'm up next. Yeah, for number seven.
0: Yeah, and we can. By the way, we could fight about this too, because in our program we have his mastering endgame strategy, at 22, 2300, and right. It's you know, yeah. Can have everything. So we're gonna have to upvote and downvote. So a lot of this stuff later for the training program.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um all right so my seventh book is um what looks to be maybe our first our first repeat if I'm not mistaken uh I have Endgame Strategy by Shereshevsky, the classic Endgame book I feel like whoops um
0: he stole this my sucks, color post. Yeah, I'm I'm
1: very sorry. One second. <laughs> there we go. There we go. you got to do the control shift V to paste uh-huh. it in the format of the um, home cell. Anyway, um, yeah, game strategy. I, I mean, we already talked about it a lot, but yeah, really classic book. I think one of um, you know, if if someone was gonna read like maybe just one in game book, maybe this one would would be my first choice. I'm not sure. Um, yeah. But I I think so. But uh, yeah, so many like classic lessons in it. And it's really easy to read and has a lot of classic uh, examples as well, like the great um, masters of the past. So um, yeah, definitely a must read for me.
0: And I, on that, I just want to make a quick note. I, I should have said it when I did mine. It's Chessable and the new edition, they really hosed it where they like put, mm-hmm. tried to put it through the computer analysis. And it's just like, oh, you guys. And they're always trying to, add value and instead they're taking away value. But anyways, there it is. Don't read it, with, don't do the Chessable course, even though we're friends at Chessable, don't do their course. All I
2: right. Mean, I will say the old one is like more errors than anything, than like even by an old book standards, there's a lot of errors, but uh-huh. but, uh, but I hear you.
3: <laughs> okay, um, my next one is uh, Chess Praxis by Nimzovich. And, um, I think that, uh, that, uh, you, one can learn really well with examples versus sort of straight up textbook style. So I vastly prefer this book to my system, which tries to lay everything out in a very, you know, didactic fashion. This, this is also didactic, but I, I, I prefer the you know, examples grouped by theme. Um, the book does have s- plenty of mistakes in it, including some which are just hilarious, like, you know, a game where someone will lose will lose a pawn and then, well, it'll probably be Nimzovich himself, but, you know, I mean, I mean there's a the game, I was rereading it, you know, and there's some game where he loses a pawn and then claims that he has the advantage because the opponent has a pawn that's been blockaded, but it's like an extra pawn. <laughs> You know, it's like your position is in the throes of despair because you've got an extra past pawn, but it's blockaded. <laughs> and so there's absolutely there are some ludicrous things in there, but somehow it doesn't uh, endear it any less to me. I think it's just fantastic to see somebody who, who believes in their ideas and fights for their ideas and everybody's ideas have mistakes in them. And, you know, you can you can come at their ideas and, and poke holes in them. Um, but that's what I love about Modern Ideas in Chess by Reti is it sort of like teaches you to think of chess as a clash of ideas, a progression of ideas, a, a dialectic of ideas over time. And uh, I think Nimzovich uh, provided a lot to the, this long-term dialectic of uh, chess ideas. Um, and chess praxis is, is fantastic. Must read.
0: Cool. Cool. Yeah. And in some ways uh, we're talking about series is that, you know, you could argue that chess practices and my system kind of go hand in hand. They do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So I get to go twice with this snake system thing that we got going on. And so I'm going to say uh, this is a book that I reread and I'm um, very much enjoyed. And this is Art of Attack by Vukovic. And one thing I will say about it that is very, uh, in terms of how to read it, is there's a number of positions there that, um, usually with a diagram, that if you force yourself to think on your own about it and then see what the great master of attack played, it's very instructive and interesting and beautiful. Um, And this book is interesting and it really has spoken to so many people throughout the generations uh, you know, I think it was Emery Tate. The only book Emery Tate ever actually studied. <laughs> you know, so it, and it's spoken to a lot of people. And you know, I had a kind of an attitude about it uh, for a variety of reasons. And I just studied; it's just great. And so this last year, like I said, I've been read, reading, and rereading some books. And this one's definitely a classic. One thing that I found especially interesting about it goes into this list is the beginning, he gives this um, very matter-of-fact thing about, you know, why the attack is the foundation of chess, and it sounds very easy and digestible. And one thing, if you just contrast it with uh, Nimzovich, which is the exact opposite, where we would say the art of prophylaxis is the basis of all chess. So there's an interesting dichotomy between those two books um, and just how they approach the game. And maybe I'll say more later when we talk about Nimzovich. So then the next book, is a little bit controversial again on my part, but uh, this is a book that no one can get because it's too expensive. It's called The Encyclopedia of Chess Endings. i me just show some of these books here. This is by Kalinichenko. I can't, act, I don't know, oh no, I'm running out of space. I'm just gonna put that there. And so this is Art of Attack here. And then this book that no one can get, it's literally like a gazillion dollars on Amazon but it's this book here, and um, it is really a progression of all the different kinds of endings. And in addition to being uh, instructive, I really learned how to play end games from this book. Um, it also is, has these elements of beauty and that it really uh, brings in interwoven between, let's call them the technical positions, are a lot of studies and a lot of examples from play and endgame play is such an interesting thing because players are exhausted and they do weird things in the last moment. So there's, uh, you know, uh, for example, an, a book actually of honorable mention is then Perlo's Endgame Tactics, which is also a little bit of that variety of experiencing the true human drama that goes down in the endgame. So there it is for me, number s- Six encyclopedia of chess endings and that one's a little bit unfortunate and that you can't get it. So don't even try. <laughs> um I just spell it right, but it's also if you did do it, right? I mean you would truly be learning the end game. It's so it's it would be an undertaking, it's a big undertaking of I don't know, at least a year of your time. But <laughs> if you want to learn chess, this is where it's at. Okay. All right. I
3: think it comes back to me here. Uh, my best games by aliasin mm-hmm. uh, fantastic game collection um different editions may have multiple volumes or right um you know i've seen it split by sort of chunks of years um so you could get one or you could get them all but uh yeah, supposedly al like sometimes, you know, if his opponent lost a game in not the most exciting way, he would change the end of the game or something to make the finish uh-huh. more artistic or some stuff like that, right? Because, you know, he beat 30 people in a, in a simul and somebody didn't find the best defense that led to the triple queen sack or whatever it might be. So, you know, he just edited it for them when he put it in the book or things like that, supposedly. Again, like my comment about Nimsovich, that just adds to the book for me. Um, I think it's great. Um, and yeah, uh, it can be enjoyed by anyone of any level and can lead to chess improvement.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's fair. Yeah, it's one of the things that makes lists like this so hard. It's that, like, I really do appreciate any world champion that writes a book, annotates, like, their games. I just think it's, like, such a amazing value for, uh, for chess players. Um... Uh, okay, my number six book um is a, another repeat that we have already. I put um Art of Attack in the sixth spot.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So me and Jesse mm. seeing um, eye to eye on that one. Um, yeah, for me, I don't know. I I, I just feel like it's an uh, incredibly instructive book. Um, Just super fundamental, so many like useful ideas, it's got full games, it's got great, like, calculation exercises in there. So um,
2: yeah, page, page for page, very, very
1: instructive book
2: overall. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really enjoyed that book when I read it. And I honestly, I haven't looked at it in like 25 years, I probably need to because it probably would be on my list if I picked it up again. Um, But I'm up, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, number six. All right. Okay. I don't want to jump the line. So just making sure. <laughs> um, OK, um, my next two are, uh, you know, dojo members will there'll be no stranger end game strategy. Also, favorite of mine uh, really opened my eyes at the time I read it and I did reread it recently. And it uh, still other again, other than the errors, which some might say make it human. Um uh, it, it holds up really well it's very instructive and in a similar vein kappa's best chess endings i know you guys have this in there as well uh i i do i just find uh i mean kappa is one of the sort of clearest players he makes it look easy and uh chernov is one of the clearest explainers so uh that book really struck a chord with me uh and i probably read it when i was about 1500 something like that i was looking uh minor i know you're looking for a classic in the 1500 1600 range jesse My two cents when I looked at that chart is you could move you could move this one up one if you're excising any other books. But uh, anyway, they're both those are my two endgame inclusions. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I read that one as a kid too. A really beautiful book. I remember remember some of the annotations have like musical notes in there. Right. Musical notes. Uh, I loved it. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Nice. All right. What. it's back, it's back to me, huh? Back to you. I yeah. think Snake, so. We're snaking it.
2: Got to be ready, Coach For number five. Stay ready.
1: No, I'm I'm ready. I'm just not ready for the uh, the fallback. Um, <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> but uh, my number five spot is a book. Um, I don't know if it's considered a classic. It's kind of uh, in between. It's Understanding Chess Move by Move by John Nunn. Um, for me... Um, this is actually almost higher on the list, but um, yeah, I just think it's a fantastic book. Nunn is a great author. He's written a number of, of great books. This book in particular I always really liked because it contains a number of complete games and it is really instructive on pretty much all aspects of the game. Um, like the title suggests, like every game is annotated uh, on each move. And um, a lot of like really basic stuff is explained from like E4, this move controls... You know, two squares in the center to like much more like complicated, like tactical, dynamic, sacrificial things. Um, and the book has, I think, 30 games, but each game covers like a specific topic. And um, what I always really loved about the book that it, it always showed both sides of, of chess. So if one game would show like the power of a space advantage, the next game would show what happens when you overextend, um, which I thought was really, really uh, instructive for me personally. So. Highly, uh, highly recommend it for um, probably, I would say like at least maybe like 14, 14, 1500
0: and up. Yeah, I'm just gonna make an annotation of that. And we have, a we kind of had a debate, we're gonna have to do it again about which John Nunn, <laughs> the debate was, I felt like his secrets of grandmaster play, which came out much earlier, much less known. Because I think you know it came out. I mean, way back in the day, like eighty nine, maybe. And that book really made an impression on me. But yeah, I yeah, need to read this, that one still.
1: It looks yeah, really interesting.
0: So we got yeah, we got different questions about what we should put in there. But yeah,
1: okay, I'll leave That's it the that. one where he um, he tears Koda out, right? He like <laughs> oh, that everybody's tearing that dude <laughs> apart. Yeah. <laughs> All right, David's up next.
3: Ooh. Test of Time by Gary Kasparov, yeah. annotations of his own games. Yeah.
1: Yeah, enough set. <laughs> enough set.
0: Okay. Yeah.
3: I mean, if I had to explain anything, it would be why it's, you know, number five instead of number three or something like that. But let's just put it here for now.
2: They need to, uh, they need to update that book. Um, you, you should probably warn. I mean, it's it's findable but expensive. Um, it's very expensive. Yeah. It's my yeah. retirement
0: policy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah actually so we'll talk about test of time again because it's going to come up again um and then i I guess i'll do my two here so david talks a lot of smack that i don't appreciate what he's saying however we've talked classical books before and a book he mentioned that i recently reread that i think is great um is new york 1924 (gasps) by alakine and Kosi will pronounce alakine correctly i can't do it okay (laughs) but uh New York, I just to say a couple words about this book. First of all, I'm going to do a video review. Actually today, I think later today, I'm going to record this thing. And it, it's a very, it's a great book. And I just want to say like, clearly what's going on with Alakine in this book is he is using the games from this tournament for his own self-improvement. But at the same time, he is clearly excised. So, so what do I mean by that? He has studied them deeply. Every single game, he's really gone deep into the truth of each game from his perspective. Um, but at the same time, he has clearly excised loads of variations and things that, you know, just to make the book presentable, and <laughs> to cut down it a lot. So it's just the most salient variations that are put out there and the salient thoughts about what's happening in the games. It's, I think, maybe a little hard for some people to approach in that it, his manner of writing is a little bit aristocratic, which I find at times hilarious. You know, <laughs> this old Russian aristocrat writing about chess, but fantastic. And some of the comments are just hilarious too in the way he puts moves down, both of his own moves and, and those of his uh, contemporaries. So I really, in terms of game collection, I, that's definitely my favorite, uh, of, of like a tournament collection, I should say. Yeah. yeah. And then number four, my system, and one of my big regrets uh in the training program is I allowed myself to be convinced that we shouldn't put this in there. And I was partly a leading force in that. And I'll just admit that. And that I was concerned that people would not be able to approach it, that like there'd be things about the book that maybe seemed too old fashioned for them, that they'd be like, oh, I can't get it. And so I was like, okay, let's leave it out. Even though at the same time, of course, I think it's one of the classics of all time. And one way you can understand how classic this book is, is um, you have a lot of people who hate on it and I'll just pick on one person. And so Yasser Sarawan all the time loves to talk about how terrible my system is. However, if you use, if you look at Yasser's vocabulary, so much of it is derived from my system. Okay. How many times does Yasser use the word prophylaxis? All the time. All the time. (laughs) And there's so many other concepts that are developed in that book at a very deep level that are part of our chess vocabulary. And at the minimum, you should know where they come from. (laughs) And Right. So I think in my head, like my system and chess praxis kind of go hand in hand. So it's a little bit of a bummer that those aren't holding hands to upvote it you know when we do our final collation or whatever maybe we could do them both as one vote we could count but, them as one yeah okay in any case uh yeah so definitely the the big classic in terms of chess ideas my system nimsovich
2: mm-hmm. i mean i'm on team yasser on that one i just got to throw in i find it to be a snooze fest it deserves its place in history obviously uh-huh. but but there are other books I would much rather read now. Yeah,
1: like something like that you look at in a museum, like, oh, that's really right. cool, my system, like, wow. <laughs> and then maybe there's like a little blurb, like Nimzovich introduced the ideas of prophylaxis and like, you know, coordinating your pieces and like all this stuff. And it's like, okay, and then, yeah. And then, yeah, you don't have to spend the time. Yeah, my wife it.
2: always always wants to watch black and white movies and <laughs> I never do, so there, there you have it. <laughs> I, I
0: would say that I, in thinking about chess, when I'm really thinking or writing or my, my little notebook, I'm, I'm using something that I appropriated from Nimzovich all the time, just all the time. So it's almost like if you didn't know where you're, it's like not really studying it, it's like not knowing where your ideas come from, right? Mm-hmm. So even if you disagree with a lot of the stuff, you have to have a conversation with it about it. Anyways, there it is. I know it's controversial. So oh, we could yes. do a whole show on this. We can do a whole show. It's <laughs> certainly
1: an extremely influential book. I, I think no one would would argue that. Um, but, uh, yeah. yeah, I know. I approach the list more just like, all right, here's the books that I recommend people read. And uh, yeah, for me, yeah. it's, you know. They should definitely
3: read my system. I agree with Jesse on that. Uh, I also agree with him about New York 1924. Good job on ranking that one up near the top, Jesse. I'm very happy, very happy to see that we see eye to eye on one on one thing here. Beautiful book, recommend it to everybody. Definitely one of the top four books of all time. Uh, on to you guys.
1: Okay. Um, all right, for me, number four, uh, actually, is a series of books that I think is um, just great, really fantastic, uh, but I guess we'll we'll count it as uh, as one, and that's um, Jakob Agard's Grandmaster Preparation. Um, it's a bunch of books. It's like, it's calculation, strategic play, positional play, endgame play, and this final one, Thinking Inside the Box. If I had to choose one book, I'd just choose that last one because it kind of consolidates all of like the advice and knowledge from the, the series into that one. Um, definitely for more advanced players, but overall just like, uh, yeah, just a great set of books. Um, especially thinking inside the box again, if like, you're just gonna pick one, I would say read that one consolidates like all the wisdom, um, and, uh, yeah, just super, super enjoyable to read, uh, very, very helpful talks about like all aspects of chess improvement, um, especially like the psychology of improvement and how to work on your game and approach tournaments and things that are extremely useful and um, are often you know not found in, in most chess books.
2: I love it, how did I not put that on my list? It is a great one. You can and still, I love those. You can
1: still switch it up. <laughs> we're
2: still, we're still I, and I love the, uh, I'm a, I'm a fan of the theme of the sort of catch-all book, like Secrets of Practical Chess and Thinking Inside the Box, um, uh, Chess for Zebras, like the ones that just have a little bit of everything. Um, I, I enjoy that style of book. Um, but my picks are Think Like a Super GM, uh, probably going to be the newest Um newest entrant in the list, but uh, I love the format where they have, they pull players from different levels, um, have them explain their thoughts, including uh, Mickey Adams himself. And you can sort of watch the progression. I love the testing format. Um, Like everyone else, if it's not like work podcast related, I often wouldn't finish a chess book left to my own devices. But this one, I was hooked by the grading system and the fact you get a score at the end. So um, I did the whole thing. Uh, Very instructive uh, great positions uh, Wide range of difficulty levels going down to I would say you shouldn't tackle it. Definitely if you're below like Maybe 1400 although if I remember correctly there might even be one less than 1400 student, but I would say around 1400 is where uh, You should start to do it, but it's a great book Um, and for my next pick from a series, Judit, How I Beat Fisher's Record, huge Judit Polgar fan. Um, and, you know, part of the reason why, obviously, she was a pioneer and uh, amazing uh, swashbuckling chess style that makes her games fun to follow. But she also just exudes enthusiasm for chess. And that really comes across in this book. It's got, uh, it's from when she was a little girl. So, you know, it's a three book series, but this is, a, this is about um, sort of her rise through the ranks. And because she's still developing, it's slightly less advanced than like uh, a game of queens or from gm to top 10 which are sort of uh, her more um, her her professional years basically but it's still fairly advanced just because she got so good so fast so i would say maybe like 15 to 1600 something like that but it's it's a real pleasure to read
3: cool. cool nice i like how ben tells on every book like the level of players who should be Reading it. You've got it sort of like dialed in. It's very
2: helpful. Oh, yeah, I've gotten <laughs> used to it from uh the, the book review podcast. Yeah. See, I tell he, you yeah. th-
0: this is why we brought you on, boss? <laughs> 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 You're dialing it in for us. Yeah. Great. Um, okay,
1: for me, number three, um, another classic. Hopefully, you guys won't hate me too much for this one. Um, I've got um, my 60 memorable games, mm-hmm. um, by Bobby Fisher. Um, I really liked this book when I first read it and, uh, to me it's, yeah, a rare book where a world champion annotates their own games and, uh, is really kind of honest about like what they, what they saw and, and what they thought about the different positions. Um, yeah, really, really instructive book. Um, the annotations I thought were great and, very, very inspirational just to read like Fisher's notes, who is just easily like one of the greatest players of all time. Extremely like self-taught, like, you know, worked on chess on his own for so many years. And you can just kind of like feel it in his notes. So, yeah, if you really like, I think, um, treat the book with, with the respect that it deserves, I think you just get a, a ton out of it. So um, why, why would we be hating on you for this book? Because... Did I say yeah. you guys would
0: hate on me for it? Yeah, or was is, yeah. is like a preface by it would be might be controversial or something. It's a good book.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I'm just used to <laughs> <laughs> being hated on for anything. Yeah, the choice is getting this good.
3: This is not a safe good. space, Ben, this dojo. Yeah. Careful, your feelings might get hurt. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but not yet. I mean, this has been remarkably civil, I mean, up to this point. Yes you wait okay <laughs> all right so here's a book that doesn't even have you know really like chess variations in it just an autobiography okay that'll change Kasparov number three for me um some people may be unfamiliar with the book so maybe I should just say like one thing about what you can get out of this book if you read it which is you get a fascinating psychological insight to uh, what it feels like to be in chess competitions, to, to be obsessed with the game and competing. Um, and for me, it was just completely electrifying to you know, read that perspective and, and, and you know, imagine myself in a world championship match and working with a team of like, seconds and analyzing openings you know, mm-hmm. uh, by hand and so forth. So I I recommend this book. Hey, you can read it without a
0: chessboard. Yeah, yeah. no, no, I, David, I'm, I'm happy we're doing this. I mean, I will read that book now.
2: Yeah, I, gotta read I was it aware too.
0: of the book. But like a lot of chess players, I've I haven't read that many books without, you know, diagrams, you know, I haven't yeah. done that many. And yeah, yeah. I, I can, I'll read that book for sure. Cool. Um, okay I would say my top four will probably I get they're kind of baked in including my system so I, it's hard for imagine those to change I do want to stress my bottom six I on any given day you ask me it's it'll move around a little bit I could change I could change my mind if we do this in a couple of years it'll change the the top three and four yeah I, it's hard for me to imagine them changing so anyways three and two we have um we have my 60 memorable Right. For sure. And while I'm typing this in, I will say when I was a kid, it was honestly maybe too hard for me. And I wish I had a teacher to help have helped me in the sense that there's, what's really interesting about it is there are several positions where, uh, maybe Fisher goes through a series of moves, doesn't talk about it, and then goes deep dive <laughs> deep dive on some ending. And you're like, what's going on boss. And it's kind of like you need, um, some kind of teacher almost to be like, boss, really go deep and try to understand why Fisher is going deep into this one position um, and then try to see the benefit out of it. And it's one of the cool things about the book with it being the memorable games is it's really like uh, allowing oneself to have, to show the emotional relationship that you have, not only to specific games, but specific positions. And then you can start to see like from dude's perspective not only the, which games, but like which positions hold this vital interest for Dude, and what kind of drove then uh, his work ethic and game forward. You know, it's really remarkable to me in that way. Whereas you can contrast it with New York 1924, for example. I love the great book. And there, the aristocrat is really trying to get to as much as close to the truth as possible. What the dude perceives as the truth, which is also a great way of writing it, but it doesn't allow so much of the emotion to come in. Okay, and then two, I have Test of Time. I really think this is one of the oh, man. It's a great book, and the thing about this book that I'll just say is, um, one book that we haven't had on here was Bob Hundred selected games. And what that book did, Bhavnik, of course, was Kasparov's teacher, but that book presented basically like all of the games before the world championship, as if to say, like, this is the meat on the my bones that made me into a world champion. And that is what test of time is like the games leading up to it and really showcases the kind of style and energy that Kasparov brought that made him, gave him an edge and um, gives you a feel for what that kind of game is like that really changed chess entirely, right? So there's <laughs> there's no nothing like the energy of Kasparov in there. And then, you know, Alakine of course, is a predecessor really to uh, Kasparov in a lot of ways. So it's cool that we, we've talked about
2: that a little bit as well. Okay, Ben, I'll hand it to you. Wow, David. so I'm up I'm up for my final two, right? No, no. Uh I think David's turn. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I was gonna but, say okay. Sorry, sorry.
3: All right. Um I've got My Life in Games by Mikhail Tall. Um very inspiring, very instructive, accessible to players of any level, super fun, charismatic guy number two and uh maybe the hardest choice for me was picking whether to put this at number one or number two out of all the the choices that i made
1: for my list okay okay um all right so my number two is uh another series that i i really enjoyed and i thought was extremely well written and um and interesting. Um, not sure exactly um, how to title it, but um, basically I'm talking about this series uh, by Devretsky, uh called, at first it was called like School of Chess Excellence and then the books were kind of like re-released as like Secrets of Chess Training, or maybe it, it was reverse order, like Secrets of Chess Training first, then School of Chess Excellence, but basically... These books were uh, essentially a series of lectures that um, Dvoretsky and um, other coaches as well uh, gave at like his famous um, like training camps in um, the Russia and the Soviet Union. Um, and so, yeah, just like a great series of books on different topics. There's like tactical play, positional play, and, and so on. Um, one of my personal favorites was this book called Attack and Defense. Um, That was great. And, yeah, it just contained, like, a number of really interesting lectures, like, guys like Dvoretsky, Yusupov, other super strong players, like Dolmatov, uh, Blumenfeld, like, had some lectures. Um, And uh, what I really loved about the books, I I feel like Dvoretsky, in addition to just being, you know, world-class coach, also just a great writer and great storyteller. And he would tell stories about certain students, how they approach certain positions, or he would tell the stories about, like, you know, key games, decisive moments, or someone made a mistake, um, and uh, yeah, he just found all kinds of ways in the in the books to relay really interesting, really deep points um, about about chess and um, how to how to approach the game. Um, so yeah, very very high level stuff. Also, just very enjoyable for for me to read personally. Um, so yeah, ranks very highly for me.
2: Yeah, I need to. I need to read those. A couple are sitting on my shelf and just gathering dust. Um, so my number two is Simple Chess. Um, Michael Steen um, only got turned on to this book in the course of doing the podcast in the last five, six years, even though it's like a 50 plus year old book, but just a fantastic, uh, as simple as possible. But yeah. Um, but no simpler uh, positional primer, I'd say uh, primarily geared towards like uh, 1400 to 1700 players. So it wasn't like formative for me. I didn't read it when I was a kid, but when I reread it, I was just really impressed with how clear the examples are um, and how helpful it can be for people. Um, so that made number two. And number one, I only had this on Kindle. Um, And I don't think it's going to be on anyone's list because it's not considered a classic the way that like the Tal and the Fisher books, which I also like are. But uh, the mammoth book of the 100 most instructive chess games. Uh, Christopher Shabri turned me on to this and we did a podcast about it. Now it's up to 145 games. But it's basically they, you know, it's several authors. It's like uh, Grandmaster John Ems, Fide Master uh, Graham Burgess, and they have like Wesley So and Michael Adams. Uh, pitching in and they have this like complicated voting system on the best chess games of all time Um, and they update and expand it and the games just sparkle i mean the annotations are quite good but it's mainly just that like in terms of like bang for your buck for a wide range of rating levels like you can just learn so much um they do have um They get some criticism uh as i talked about on the pod with uh with christopher shabri the one knock sometimes people have on is somehow there's no morphe games in it even though it's like every other great all the way up to modern chess they have modern games in there that aren't even necessarily as well known but um morphe they, they want high quality from both sides that's one of their judging criteria so because of that there's no morphe which some people find a little odd in a book that's sold as the um you know the most instructive greatest games of all time but I mean, I wouldn't have noticed if someone didn't... I mean, if I thought about it, I would have noticed. But, I mean, the games in it are so amazing and the annotations are quite good. So, uh, that was my uh, number one. Mm. That's really interesting. That's, a, that's a weird criteria there because I think
3: that uh, if one of the players plays badly, the game can still be super instructive.
2: I mean... Yeah, well, they say the greatest. They say the greatest games oh, of all time. okay, so, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's cool. I didn't know they they updated the... How often the book? How often do they update it?
2: I mean, they're on like a tenth edition. I think it sold pretty well, and it's always cheap on Kindle, um, which is why I don't have um, the paper version because it's huge. Um, and of course, the the there's not many like uh, Gambit sometimes has an e chess an ebook app, but it's not a great app in my opinion. But there is there are lee chess studies with all the games, so you can read it on Kindle and play through the moves on the, on the Lee chess study. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great book. Wow. Cool. That's
1: interesting. Yeah, I'll have to check that out.
0: One annotation I want to make there is interesting for us in the dojos. Me and Kosi when we did, well, when we read Positional Decision Making by Gelfand, the, by far the most instructive thing that they did was to recap a position that Steen did in Simple Chess about space. And that thing just keeps coming up for me in my own vocabulary. This one position about space and how you can use it as a a template for all positions that are about space. And then, so I got the book too. I had never even thought about reading that book. And then, right, yeah, great book. Yeah. yeah.
1: Cool. Uh, Oh, okay. My number one choice. All right, here we go.
0: This is all constructed so I could go last. last (laughs) Amazing. Well done, Jesse.
1: Well done. (laughs) Even though we already know your top book. Um, (laughs) So my uh, top book here is going to be, it's actually on the list already. It is uh, My Great Predecessors by
2: Kasparov. (laughs) grown from the other two (laughs) (laughs) the history is great i'll say it's it's the variations that bother me but go ahead coaster yeah
1: yeah no look i i get it here's here's the thing about this book um you don't have to go through you know the the reams of analysis what i love about you know this series is um that it's it's Kasparov, a world champion um writing about just like all of the most important uh classics uh you know when anyone like you know is giving advice in chess. At some point, they always say, like, you got to study the classics. It's, like, such a big thing. If you wanted to study the classics, you would have to get a bunch of books, like, or you could just read my great predecessors and just kind of skip the variations when they get way too heavy and just focus on... Because every chapter, it, like, talks about the world champions. It also talks about other great players um, of the time, not just the world champions, um, which is super important. So guys like uh, Bronstein and Korchnoi who, you know, never actually... uh, made it and um and then it just has this like great collection of like just the best games of all time from the best players the most important games the games that decided like world championships and canada's tournaments you know um it's got like all the great games from like zurich you know for instance and and all those big tournaments um so yeah for me it's like just when you put all that together also not to mention there are just so many uh Grandmasters I've seen that it just like named this series as being super influential for their chess Um, it appears to be really really common uh, among very very strong players which I think is is no accident so yeah to me just like it has a history it has some you know amazing games in it Um, the writings good. And, uh, and yeah, just skip through the variations, you know, or just like check the games with the engine if like you're really curious. But to me, that's, yeah, not it,
2: the important a, part at all. It's a fair point. It's, it's a reasonable point.
0: What's well, most surprising, me and Kosti are still friends. I mean, that's <laughs> the most surprising thing about this list.
3: I think that is surprising, yeah. <laughs> all right, on to the actual greatest book of all time, just barely. I I really don't know if it should be My Life in Games by Tal, but um I'm gonna give it to my man Lev. Oh man, his name is too long. You could say Polu. we know what you're saying. Grandmaster preparation. And I'll say that um Jakob Augard knows chess books really, really well, right? As well Well, as chess training. He knows chess books really well. And he picked the title on his book really well because I think he knew what the greatest book of all time was. Uh, (laughs) And it's this one. Okay. Yeah. Wow. You read this one book and you'll be a chess player. The same could be said of My Life in Games by Tal. It'll turn anyone into a chess player in one book.
0: That's a good choice. It's funny. I feel so like the, like I said, Five through 10, I could argue, but I'm surprised that when I see somebody not have my opinion, I'm just like, wow. I thought this person.
2: I must be uh, drawing a (laughs) blank because when Kostya said, We'll know what your, we already know what yours is, I thought test of time, but I'm sure it'll, my memory will be jogged. Let's just say I've already put the points in our overall standings (laughs) for what Jesse's number one will (laughs) be long ago. So we'll see. (laughs) I should have thought of that. I see it on the screen now.
0: So yeah, Paul <laughs> Bovinik, nineteen sixty, um, great book. Um, you know, gives you a perspective of the player. It's funny, shows the passion, and shows like the the mistakes in the thinking. Whereas so many books don't show you actually how somebody makes dumb moves right? That is showing you all the brilliant stuff. No, show me the ridiculous. Show me what it's actually like and don't pretend. And that's one of the great things about the books really makes you feel like you're there. Clash of Generations, a new style of chess is being played. You know, yeah, it has it all. And in terms of actual writing, like you want to judge the writing the best, you know, we can talk about other books as being well-written, but that's a really well-written book. So there it is that's a yeah tall Bob 1960. okay yeah so good. now we can change anybody want to change their mind
2: yeah we got to give people a moment it's just tough because there's a couple mind. there's a couple i haven't read so it's um yeah like, like tal botvinic jesse as we talked about it's it's shameful but i've read um I've read my life in games and I know that Damski collaborated with him on both. But uh, so I'm sure it's great, but I haven't read it. So did you did you like my life in games? Uh, yes. Yeah. Nice. Although I will say I've, it was more games than life. I could have used a little more life in it, but um, <laughs> but uh, but I liked it.
1: Cool. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a great book. I feel bad for not having a, a tall book. I really didn't want to, but it's it's tough. I mean, it's you know it's very tough. And um, the beauty of it, I could make a whole new list of 10 different books. They differ. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This list was very different, you know, just a few hours ago before we nailed down the topic.
3: <laughs> yeah. I think in revising our picks, we should really focus on Kostya. Um, and what you just said, Kostya, about not having found room for a tall book, <laughs> even though you'd really like to. Maybe, Maybe you could be convinced to find room. Why don't you look over your list again and see if there's... Anywhere you could fit in a, a book from Mikhail tall,
0: yeah I could tell you which books you can take out boss well let's I mean, see if
3: he can do it on his
0: own first jesse <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean while he's taking i I could say i would def- like Tal's a tall's book is better than a first book of morphe I was just trying to 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 uh to have suggestions for players of all, of all levels so um, no, no I appreciate it I appreciate it. yeah. coaster looks pained
1: yeah it's tough it's tough <laughs> it's hard to do huh uh no i i really was torn um but uh yeah yeah i don't know you no know, it's hard to it's hard to change
0: all right well david let's start doing the math dude and let's see dude.
1: i've got the
3: provisional math all right all right so if there'll be no more edits i can start putting them in
0: let's do it boss let's see what Um,
3: we got we've got a tie at the bottom okay um so let me see one two three four five six seven eight nine all right we've got a four-way tie for 10th place oh dear so maybe we'll do like a quick tiebreaker round, okay? Okay. Um we've got a choice between the School of Excellence, My Life in Games by Mikhail Tall, The Art of Attack, or Simple Chess
0: by Steen. Oh, you know what? Wait, wait, David. I have before we do this, I realized if we are we combining the vote like when we do uh chess practice and my system oh, right my that was hand one hand. open question still yeah so i think we should just like say uh, like my system slash chess practice so so your vote at seven will go together with mine
2: sure. what about the four. tall books do those go together or separate
0: i think those are separate. separate like i think they're vastly different books okay. but if yeah but yeah the like the books yeah you should count together Okay, so anyways, we got that covered, right? Okay, so Art of Attack, I'm sorry, and there was a fourth one?
3: Yeah, it's um, between Art of Attack, Simple Chess, My Life in Games, and School of Excellence. For We need some kind of a tiebreaker because there's just not room to write them all in here.
1: Wait, so how many, how many points did they all earn?
0: They each earned nine points. All right, I'm going to upvote Art of Attack. That's okay. got to be on the list, folks.
1: Maybe the tiebreaker should be how many times it's been mentioned. Are they all like? Maybe they're not equal, right? Anyway, which Jesse... of those four?
3: Which of those four would you want to pump up, yeah.
1: Um, What were the four again? It was Art of Attack, Devretsky.
3: Yeah, Art of Attack, School of Excellence, My Life in Games, and Simple Chess.
1: Uh, yeah, I say Art of Attack.
3: All right. Art of Attack gets it.
0: Nice.
3: Let's see. You have an area for me to put the final rankings? Yeah, in the bottom. All right. There it is.
1: Underneath. I'll put it up on the stream in just a sec, y'all.
0: All right. I feel good about that. Number 10. Yeah. All right. Good. Basically, folks, we're just adding up
1: points from the books. If it, you got a first place finish for the book, it's worth 10 points. Second place is worth 9 points, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Coming in at number 9 is Endgame Strategy by Shevsky. I feel good about that too.
3: This is a tie from 7, 8, and 9. It's a three-way tie here.
0: And I'm going to admit I don't know anything about Mammoth Book of Best Games but I, or Great Games, but I will look into that. Myself,
3: yeah. Okay. Uh, um, next up, we've got 11 points for system and praxis. Does that work? Yeah, Great. identify that. And my great predecessors. Oh, God. Kosti really screwed us over
1: there. Sure, sure did. He nudged it past all your (laughs) ten point books. It was the one point from from David. huh? every vote counts. (laughs) (laughs) You
2: got some spicy comments in here, guys. Seth saying Jesse making us do all the Polgar Mates and it's not even on his list.
0: Actually, uh, while we're doing the points, I'll talk about that. The Polgar Mates book is to me a great book. And definitely if you want to improve, one of the greatest things to do Um, it but and it definitely has some aesthetic beauty in there as well uh but it doesn't reach me on a spiritual level like all these other books do so but but a great book yeah
3: yeah it's much more replaceable right like you could sub in other problems like oh. you can't you can't replace some of these other books you can't sub them out like, like- Talbot Panik 1960 or New York 1924. There's not another book that you can just say, oh, read that instead or do this app online instead.
0: For what it's right. worth, I don't know any collection of uh, that's similar to the Polgar books. So I don't want to say it's substituted. And, and actually, David is just not admitting to his crime because he says he's a master and he doesn't have to do the ups. You know, that's what he says. So he, once he does it, maybe he'll become a GM, but he still hasn't done it. There we go. 60 memorable winning out. Holy moly. Wow. You I feel know.
2: pretty good about this list.
0: I uh, how like many people had it?
2: Two. i Jesse Coast probably added it up to one. I would have I think
1: I the um only book that was on three lists is Endgame Strategy. Yeah. But yeah,
3: there are folks
1: hey of
3: these books like there are books that i didn't that didn't didn't make it into my top 10 but that were on my list of you know extra mentions like i had them when i was working through books and they didn't make it into the top 10 so there's no book here that i that i don't like you know um and yeah like, my six my 60 memorable games was number 11 for me for example
1: let's um let's read the list for you know the podcast listeners <laughs> right so we podcast. Have art of attack in 10th place then tied for 7, 8, 9, we have um, Grandmaster Preparation by uh, Polgaevsky, Mammoth Book of Best Games, and Endgame Strategy by Cheryshevsky. Tied for 5th and 6th, we have My Great Predecessors and uh, Nimzevich's Books, My System and Chess Praxis. And then tied for 3rd 4th, we have New York 1924 and Tall Vinik 1960, both 13 points. And number 2, we have Kasparov's Test of Time uh, with 15 points. And the number one book is Fisher's My 60 Memorable Games with a score of 16.
0: Great, and I'll put links in the in there for our YouTube description. I'll put links to all these things. That's a
2: good list. That's I'm good still anti-my system. That's the one, the the one I don't want on. I, right. I would not have on there. But otherwise, it's a good list. And I would sink my
0: predecessors and end them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So those are two books, which by the way,
3: are on our, are in our program or are in discussion for our program. My great predecessors is in there for the 2,400, um, training band, 2,400 plus. And my system, Jesse is going to suggest that we bring it
0: back in. Right.
2: Uh, You're going to lose subs.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, to refresh, this is all about perhaps, uh, besides being interesting for, for me, I'm gonna read a lot of these books. Uh, you know, some of them I, I wasn't really aware of. And um, we are then gonna reboot a lot of the, uh, we're gonna dial in some of the books in the Chess Dojo training program, May 1st. We're gonna dial in a lot of other things there too for our year anniversary. And this is, me and David and Costa are gonna have a battle in the next couple of days. There's gonna be blows and we're gonna put do it offline though. It's gonna be too gruesome. We're gonna do it offline. <laughs> I thought you wanted to do it online. <laughs> about which books go and where, man. It's gonna be a real battle. So this is cool because it just gives us some uh thoughts. And I especially I wanna say, Ben, I really enjoy your list because yeah, you're I and I was my it was my intuition too. You're tuned in to the instructive books that i'm not necessarily tuned into a lot of these books i will definitely go check out because i just have not read a lot of the the books that are marketed towards the uh, class players that are especially recent ones you know
3: do yeah. we have Kappa's
0: chess endings in our program right now
2: i think yeah, we i think do. it's in there yeah. at some we point yeah. Okay. yeah yeah jesse to your point um i was uh Good. Um, I just interviewed uh, Michael Marin and um, Learn from the Legends, which is another book you guys like I could have had in there somewhere. Um, I saw it one ECF book of the year. So then I Googled like ECF books of the year just to look at the chronology. Yeah. And I feel like I'm reasonably well read. And it was like year after year. I haven't read the book in in the 2000s. I mean, there's just uh, there's there's just so much. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, too many good books out there. I would just like to apologize again to everyone um, if we didn't include your favorite book. But there are so many (laughs) great books. Um, I was thinking we should do another one maybe where we rank our favorite authors as well. We can kind of just think about their collective work.
2: Um, That would be easier, honestly. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think you guys can already see my ranking very easily since I put (laughs) the same authors just again and again.
2: (laughs) Like if you're
1: good, you're good. and No one else is touching you. (laughs) Yeah um but uh yeah this was this was great we'll leave it at that we'll post this on twitter when, when the show um comes out and uh yeah i guess we'll call it there thank you ben for for joining us um i'll remind folks to check out the perpetual chess podcast uh, if you haven't already um just uh, yeah easily the best chess podcast first of its kind um yeah. and... first for sure best
2: i don't know but... <laughs> no
1: nah, best and uh, uh, and then uh, make sure to check out Ben's book when it's out uh, later this year, guaranteed.
2: Yeah, you're going to have to redo the rankings. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that sounds fun. <laughs> all righty, take care, everyone. We'll catch
0: you all next time.